You are now tuned in to Believe. Do you believe? RJ Zimmerman here with my good friend Monte Ball. How are you doing, big guy? I'm good, man. I'm excited. I'm thrilled. I'm looking forward to our guests today. RJ, how are you doing? You know, I'm doing good. I thought my legs would be a little bit more sore today, but uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm doing all right. Uh, a good old bike ride. <laughs> did a five mile bike ride. Haven't ridden bikes in like four years, so it's good. <laughs> Pulling did, uh, but... about a hundred pounds of kids behind me, but it worked out pretty mm-hmm. good. So absolutely, we are very excited to have a guest here with us, uh, the editor in chief of Recovery Today magazine, Rob Hanley. Woo! Yeah, what? professional applause track. How are you doing? What's sir? up, Rob? Hey guys, what's up, man? How you doing? Oh, I'm doing good, man. I'm doing yeah. good. Yeah, it's it's been a long time since we've we've connected. I mean, we talked um, back for the first time when when you guys reached out to me to be on the cover was that back in 2018 i think it was yeah it was that's right well so what is new since then man how has everything been going you know on all cylinders man there's all kinds of you know new stuff new features you know um unfortunately we unfortunately we have an audience is what i tell people <laughs> meaning that there is a you know, there's a need um uh, for it and so when I'm thinking about stuff in recovery, you know, it's not like, oh, yeah, we're going, you know, we're doing this and we're doing that because, you know, if we could, we would like to have no audience, no need, no, you know, no uh, reason to discuss the kind of the kind of things that we discuss in recovery today. But, um, you know, we do. That's the thing. We got to accept the things we can't change. And so. Every single issue since your issue has been like what your issue was, just excellence, excellence, excellence. We've we've had a lot of really also, you know, amazing covers like you uh, since uh, since then. And um, just great things uh, happening overall for, you know, the audience is growing and things like that. So, yeah, let's let's take a appreciate you sharing that. Let's kind of let's pull back here for a second and let's get to get to know Rob Hanley and and Recovery Today magazine. So what what? What got you started on this, man? What inspired you to to get this going? Because it's a wonderful sure. magazine. Hey, thank you very much. I mean, yeah. it's really um, for me personally, and I think a lot of our contributors, um, it's therapy. And then I like to think that for our readers, it's kind of therapy too. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the things I enjoy the most about Recovery Today magazine, or any kind of discussion like this, or anything to do with recovery, is you know, the cornerstone is truth and authenticity. So people, um, you know, I'll ask questions to people sometime and they'll start to answer and then they'll say, you want to know the real truth? So <laughs> I like people want to come clean, you know, excuse the it works. They want it. They, they want to be truthful and just to lay it all to lay it all out. So I, I love that. It's been it's been therapy. But the way that it started for me really is um, I've been a digital entrepreneur and a, a digital marketer of a market on the Internet since there's been an Internet. And, um, I just like to, you know, market and tell people about cool things. If I get paid, it's probably even better. And, um, if I, uh, you know, if I don't, I'd still tell you the great restaurant or, 
uh, cure to whatever it was that ails you type of a thing. And uh, it's kind of the core part of who I am. And um, after the last great uh, recession around 2012 or 2013, things were actually really not so good for me. Mm-hmm. I had done really, really well in the past and made what most people would consider, you know, you know pretty great money. And I lived a pretty good lifestyle. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, the, the tail end of the recession really caught me in a lot of ways, financially, uh, mentally, um, um, everything. And um, I give him credit every single time I possibly can because my lifesaver was my my brother, Greg. And um, he had owned um, at that time either nine, it grew to as much as 13 different drug rehabs. Again, we wish that we didn't have a, a need for this, but we do. And he's a pretty extraordinary person, um, uh, probably the most that I've ever met, actually. And so anyhow, um, he asked me if I would make a website for him and write the copy for it, because I'm a copywriter, for a new rehab that he was opening. So I gave it my, you know, my all, I gave it my best. I was going to create something that was really extraordinary and he paid me for it. And uh, he knew that I kind of had a need. And I also needed something, a direction or a channel to kind of move into. And um, I'm sober, by the way, now. Um, I don't even know how many years it is. It was the spring of, I don't have like a sobriety date. It was like the spring of 1994. I kind of think it's February or March or somewhere around there. And uh, so that's 26, that's 27 years or something Almost like 30. that. That's crazy. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Congratulations. <laughs> yeah. That's man. And so, um, and then, you know, obviously my brother owning a rehab, as most people go into it, they had some kind of a problem themselves from the last eight kids. Um, my, uh, uh, my older, one of my sisters was a heroin addict when I was a little kid when I was about seven or eight years old, it was back like in the seventies. And so I've had experience with all of the chaos of a heroin addict. And then, you know, she continued in addiction on and off throughout her life. And so my brother, probably myself, well, certainly, and as you can see, I'm chatty, I'm, I'm admittedly ADD. And, um, so all of these kind of things. All right, everybody is. We like to say that there's a squirrel over there. We're going to go chase it, you know? <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I could, t- as kind of like a copywriter and having my own experiences and then talking to my brother um, a lot, who was, you know, trying to help me out and give me something to do and a way to get started, to, you know, to, to do something pretty good. And he, and he was making a lot of money uh, at the time, too. Um, I had this idea about creating a magazine. And originally the whole idea was he was spending jillions of dollars in Google to get people to come to his to come to his uh his website, his his rehab website. And you know, people are gonna look through. Uh, see, I'm an I'm an internet marketer, they're gonna look through and then they're gonna be ah, or somebody interrupts them and then they're gone. They yeah. just kind of bounce off. And I was like, you really need to have like an opt-in list, man. Like you should be making a list. But how can you do that in 2013, you know, somewhere around there? Like you can't say sign up for a rehab newsletter. Who wants to do that? That's stupid. <laughs> so I was exposed to kind of the whole idea of launching a digital magazine. And so I thought about it and I was like, wow, that would be really cool. You know, your rehab is called Soba. Uh, you could have a, a digital magazine and it would be something different. Like we're a place that's got a magazine. So it would create authority and interest. So anyhow, for the first 
four or five issues. Recovery Today was actually a page or a couple of pages that was hosted on, uh, you know, inside of his um, uh, um, um, uh, his drug rehab website. And um, so that's kind of how how it started. But then immediately it took off and, you know, we branded it a different name and it just immediately took off where people like, oh, my God, I've never seen anything like this. So then we moved it to its own thing. And then from then on for a long time, it was a magazine that was really almost entirely ad free or it was in the beginning completely ad free, except for at the very end, we would have an ad for his place. That was how it was. So it was fully supported by my brother. And uh, since then, a couple of years ago, he uh, he sold it all off. And so since then and along the way, occasionally we would have different places or different things that I didn't feel like would conflict with his place. And we would include them as ad, uh, as, you know, ads or articles or things like that. And since then, it's just been kind of going and going and going. But that's the whole nitty gritty. Do you want to know the real truth of how recovery today started as it started with my brother, um, you know, subsidizing it to get it going and, and off the ground? Mm hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, I think it's <clears throat> I think it's very important for 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 our listeners, our viewers as well to understand how this thing got started because you have had some remarkable folks on there. You've you've had some people who are who are in the limelight a lot um on the front cover. Uh you've had some wonderful conversations. I've listened to a good amount of them and my question to you is, you know, what is the best part about it? What is the best part God, man. You know, honestly, the best part, bro, is um, is this right here. Um, even as we're talking right now, you know, my 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 brain cells are going off. My purpose in my life is going off. Um, I at one time I took a whole inventory of who I was, and you know, what do you value? Punctuality, and you know, all of these different things. And it was like a hundred things. I narrowed it all the way down to I love to learn and I love to share. Okay, so it fits kind of the ADD thing like, oh, I got to tell you, if you ever talk to somebody with ADD, you know, you're talking to them because they can't wait to tell you something, too. Right. Yep. So I love connecting the dots. Oh, my God. Like, have you seen this or oh, check this out? You know, so I try to dial it back as much as I can. But um, so uh, the part that I love the most about it is. Because, and I, I love to write, and I'm, 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 a, I'm, I'm a pretty damn good writer, I'm told, I'll say. Um, but I love to write and express myself that way. And then the people that we came on, I had this vision for Recovery Today. It's not a magazine for therapists. It's not some, um, uh, it, it's not some uh, you know, shit that I'm trying to, trying to impress other therapists or some yeah. fucking thing like that. Excuse me, but I, I want to just go right into the vi viscerality of dropping an F-bomb. But, <laughs> You're fine. But I didn't want something that was going to be for pretentious, whatever. I wanted real communication for a regular type of a person to go, yeah, like that's me, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And so this authenticity of something that is real, but it's professional and it's well done, that would resonate with people it kind of created people started being like immediately they're like, this is like amazing. Like there's nothing that's out there anywhere like this. This is so amazing. And it was on and on and on like that. So the thing that I get the most out of it is because of what we have done, I've had access to really some really amazing people yeah. as you would already, I'm sure, you know, through, through your podcasting. And so I 
personally, I get to have a conversation where I can learn something. I can share something. I can say, oh, what about this with some of the most incredible people that are out there? You know, like, who, how would I ever, in fact, it's interesting. You of all people, you of all people, Monty, mm-hmm. I was telling my brother, you were one of the first, I think you were the second NFL player that we, that we interviewed. And I was like, so I told my brother, I got another interview. I got this guy so cool, and he's he's a running back for the Denver Broncos. He's got a great – all this kind of stuff, right? And he said to me, he goes in – in a nice way, he goes, he goes uh, you know, you would never have access to these people if it wasn't for the magazine. Now, he wasn't looking for me to say thank you or something like that because I'd really just run with this. Yeah. But what he was saying is the the the, the platform of the magazine allowed me – to connect with like you to have a conversation. It's one thing to have a conversation with your neighbor and they know lots of things and everybody's extraordinary, but like to be able to, even when my son called right before the interview, it's like, yeah. Hey, say hi to, say hi to Monty ball, right? Who is the running back for the Denver Broncos. And I get to be friends, you know, we text and whatnot like yeah. that. So that's my favorite part is creating, creating uh, relationships with really, Cool, extraordinary people on a human level. That's what I really would sum it up to be. My goodness, man. You're way too kind. You're way too kind. Straight <laughs> up, dude. I appreciate that though. I uh I love I love the story behind it because honestly, that's part of the reason we started the podcast was the same thing. Like we wanted to show that everyday people just, you know, we still have our struggles. We sometimes have our, you know, we have our good days. It's everything, yeah. right? But like our sobriety doesn't affect everything in our life, but everything affects our sobriety. So that's kind of the way that we took it a little bit. But we really that have kind of moved away from that a little bit. But being able to talk with people like you who had this idea that like is right there, what there really isn't a lot out there where you are uh, able to talk to regular people and be like, you're not alone. Like yeah. that feeling, especially when you're first starting out. That there's regular people out there, or I mean, superstars like Monte Ball, like uh, you know, you had I saw you had Kurt Angle, you had so many rock stars. You've got <laughs> you've had athletes of all shapes and sizes. You've had rock stars. I mean, you had the guy who wrote Rainbow Connection. Like everybody knows Rainbow Connection. You you had him on like that is or in your magazine. That's amazing. Um, so to start something like that and build it up to what you have, that's. That's extraordinary, yeah. and uh, you deserve a lot of credit for that. And being able to talk to normal people and connect with them is—that's just—and I say normal, right? But like every everyday people, that's it's it's amazing. It's really cool, and uh, you know, really yeah. appreciate you doing that. That's awesome. I really appreciate your story. So, Michael, it's validating too. Like everybody is looking for in life. I, I love personal development. Yeah. And one of my favorite quotes, I, I think it was, uh, Dale, uh, I think Dale Carnegie was writing about Abraham Lincoln, I think is what it was. And he said, um, everybody is looking for appreciation. They're all looking really, husband and wife, what do you find? It comes down to, you don't appreciate me. So the neat thing is to have smart people like you and cool people go, man, I love what you do. I love your work. I love that is, is really... Um, and we've all experienced success in some kind of capacity in our lives. And so it's it's validating and it's gratifying uh, to hear things like that. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. And I, RJ, you made such a great point. And same for you, Rob. I think it's it's important creating that platform for folks just to 
be vulnerable. I mean, I think it's very, very important for the movement of mental health. Um, and so, Rob, you know, it, it's time that we, you know, you had the opportunity, um, <clears throat> you know, when we first talked and you were shooting a bunch of questions at me. It's now my turn. <laughs> it, is now, it is now my turn. So, my He's been question. waiting for this. Now we're at the <laughs> why we have you on. This is it. Yeah. The thing that I got to warn you about, though, is because I talk so much, you're only going to be able to get like 5% of your questions out, bro, because every one of them is going to be a dissertation. Dude, hey, Perfect. listen, the floor is yours. This is the, this is the, this is the reason why we brought you on. The floor is yours. This so is the you Rob stated Handlink this. podcast. This isn't the... Indeed. <laughs> <laughs> so you shared that... Um, you got sober back in 94 of spring of 94, correct? Yeah. And um, is it uh, obviously please share what you're comfortable with sharing. Um, sure. And so our, you know, the question is, you know, what was, you know, your jug of choice? Ours was alcohol. Um, yeah. Jay and I both. Um, and also what was that turning point for you where it was like, you know what, I, I gotta, I gotta change. I, I can't keep going down this path. You're going to be disappointed. And um, for a long time, I really didn't share my my personal sobriety story in the magazine. And understand that we are, we're a, a magazine, really, actually, the very definition of when we we're thinking, well, what is Recovery Today magazine? I, I, I wanted to think, well, I'll just tell you what it is. Recovery Today magazine is a magazine of hope, okay? Mm. And I was thinking about this a minute ago when you're talking. I'm like, I want to interject this in because it's it's cornerstone before I get to what my story is. But I was trying to think about what is it that you need? And I was when, we, when I created Recovery Today magazine, I was feeling very hopeless. Okay. And I realized in order to have any kind of change possible in your life, you have to first have, it's not discipline, it's not motivation, it's not anything. It's actually the thought like, shit, things can be different. You know, like I really believe that they can be different. You have to have hope. Okay? And hope actually comes from hearing other people's stories and going, yeah, that guy's way more jacked up than I am. Like, you know. So that that's kind of that, that that's kind of that part. So Recovery Today is a magazine of, of of recovery. We we have a large audience. I would say probably most are traditional uh, twelve step. Um, have a sponsor, go to meetings, treatment center, therapy. But there's also another huge part of the audience which is not twelve step. Whole, you know, holistic or it's yoga or whatever it is. I've even started to kind of get into a little bit uh, um, into um, our whole thing is I don't care how you got sober. I've had people, um, a few covers, two or a couple of two, three covers that they came, they got, they were sober, full blown addicts came to sobriety through uh, transformation to Christ. Okay. I'm a Christian. We're not a Christian magazine. Okay. A lot of times I'll write in or it, if the opportunity presents itself, I tell people I'm a Christian, I'm a believer. Um, but uh, it, I don't care how people get sober as long as they are sober. So for me, it's really a nothing burger. Um, and um, the way that I got sober um, was kind of as an experiment, I guess I would say. And so way back in, in 93 and 94, 
I, uh, I, I got really into personal development. I started to read a lot of books by all of the greatest people, Napoleon, the, the personal development movement, Napoleon Hill, Dale Carnegie, oh, yeah. um, I, I, every single one. I, I just was became voracious. And actually, then that was also when I became a Christian, too. I was, I was uh, you know, raised in a kind of a, a very traditional type of, a, um, uh, you know, go to church a little bit type of a background. But I didn't have a personal relationship with Christ. So I started reading my Bible, OK? like back in like 93, 94. So as I was kind of going through stuff and I was um, uh, changing my whole life, uh, kind of personal development wise, live each day as though it's your last day, plan as though it's a thousand years, treat everybody that you're meeting as though it's their last day. What would you really do? Like I wanted to have a life that would really count, right? So I was making all these changes in my life and I got really busy with what I was doing. I, I'm an entrepreneur, so I was working a job and I was had businesses and things like that. And honestly, having even a couple of beers slowed me down too much. And I was hanging around a lot of people that they didn't drink, they didn't party, they you know they they didn't do anything. And I just started to not have so much time. And one day, my roommate and I had three or four roommates, and they were waiters and smoked weed and drank and had wine and stuff like that. He said to me, <clears throat> "I was in the kitchen. We were having dinner, and he goes, hey, would you give me a glass of wine and you know get yourself a glass of wine?'" And then he goes, "Matter of fact, I haven't seen you drinking like a couple of months, man. Like, do you even still drink? Did you quit drinking?" And I thought about it for a minute, and I had had all these habits. I'd started reading, I'd started praying, I'd started reading, you know, I had all these new habits that I was doing. And I thought to myself, yeah, I actually did. I think I, I did quit drinking. And mm. so it's a huge nothing burger. Okay. And in, in terms of like what I did, I grew up in 1965. I've done everything pretty much, at least for that time period, except for I never did opiates. I never injected anything, you know. Uh, you know, uh, did coke, shrooms, acid, sold all of them too for my dorm room, as a matter of fact. You know, I love to drink. I love to go out and get wasted. But in terms of how I changed, it started out like as an experiment. And so what now they call it sober curious. And so um, I started to purposely make it not a big deal. Okay. So instead of saying, I don't drink, I stopped drinking. You know, I am going to, this time, I'm not going to, and I had wrecked cars. I, you know, I'd done all, everything that everybody had got, been in jail, you know, like in the drunk tank. <laughs> so, but instead I started to create this persona that very, like, it's a nothing. I'm a non-drinker. I'm a guy that doesn't drink. I'm the guy when I go out, occasionally I wouldn't go to bars with my friends for a long time, people that I might've worked with. But when I did, it was like, no, nah, I'm just soda water. I made it not a big deal. I didn't tell people I quit drinking. It was just something that I just kind of snuck out, you know, and, and it's like, no, I'm good. I'm going to make a little joke. I'm the designated driver. I intentionally made it nothing. Mm. And then it was kind of like an experiment that I was going to see, can you really change a significant habit for your whole life? And have it last for your whole life. So now, honestly, I don't think about drinking at all. I mean, I, I like to smoke a cigar or something like that. I drink non-alcohol beers, but it's not even anything at all for me at all. That's incredible. That's uh, That speaks volumes about your commitment, who you are as a person, wanting to look within, self-reflect, and do it for yourself. You know, don't have the microphone or anything like that. And and when you first start and, and letting everybody know it, um, because when, when, you, when you mentioned that, it reminded me a lot of RJ, 
actually. RJ has shared plenty of times. Uh, well, I don't want to speak for you, RJ. I know that that's kind of the same approach that you had, where you just decided to stop and didn't really make it a big deal. Well, you know, something that I talk about uh, is my dad has also been sober for about 30 years, I would say. Uh, he's probably, see here, I'm 30, <laughs> how old am I again? I don't know, whatever. <laughs> anyway, it's, he's approaching 30 years. And um, so I grew up around a sober parent, and he also drinks N.A. beer. But um, I've just, I was exposed to, it's okay to be sober like it's a normal part of life if that's what you choose. And I was having an issue binge drinking. Every time I would have probably two beers or two alcoholic drinks, I would then go off, drink it all, like and not yeah. remember anything. And uh so I just decided that if I wanted to have a family, which was kind of the next step in my life, and I wanted mm -hmm. to have a career. Um, you know, I'm a lineman for a local utility company, so I work on high voltage power lines. I have to have a CDL. So I couldn't get caught drunk driving. Uh, that's, you know, that would just ruin my career. So I just decided that I was going to make the decision. And, um, I told my, you know, my wife that, Hey, I'm just, I'm not going to drink. I, it's time for me to stop. It's just time. And I, that's kind of what I did. I didn't just yeah. like, Oh, do you drink? No, kind of the same thing. Like I'm not going <laughs> to drink anymore, but, uh, yeah, that it worked for me, but part of the reason that it worked for me, like my dad and I never had conversations about why he quit drinking. We talked about areas that he got into with problems with that's like why you don't, he doesn't drink anymore, but we never really talked about any of it, but because I was exposed to it for so long and you know, that was a normal part of my life that made it easier for me to just say, I'm just, I'm not, I'm not going to drink anymore. So, yeah. I don't necessarily, and this is the thing I kind of, that's probably why I laid the groundwork about recovery today and it's 12 step and non 12 step. And they're even doing things. There's, you know, medical detox. There's, I think that there's going to be things that are coming out, by the way. I'm not advocating, okay? I'm just saying there's things that are coming out. We look at everything. I think that there's going to be, um, what do they call it, plant medicine. Maybe it's like a microdoses of shrooms or whatever. I think that there's going to be all kinds because there's such a need. Yeah. And again, I don't care. I really don't. If you really, if you can get sober or you can get to a spot where not only do you go, no, I'm good, but there's tangible, check the box, work, work a job, you know, support yourself, check. Yeah. Um, not doing crazy ass things necessarily that will get, at least that will get you into trouble. Check. You have other people that, like society would say, well, these are normal people. Like maybe you're married, you know, that's a good sign that like you got somebody else that's actually willing to live with you. That's kind of normal too. That and you got family. They're like, yeah, you know, Rob, you know, RJ, you know, Monty. They're good guys, man. Like they're a realtor, they're a butcher, baker, candlestick maker. They show up on time. They're cool. You got normal people around you that say, I don't care how you get there. I don't advocate that people say, oh, this is the way. Like, just start saying that you're not. I just made that's just what worked for me. I just said I just made it nothing, like no energy. I like that. I really like that, Rob. And again, that speaks volumes about. Again, you wanting to self-reflect, look within, read, figure it out for yourself. Uh, we can most definitely see that today still. Um, and I think that's important for us to hear, um, myself, of course, our listeners, that you have to start within, look within, and do it for yourself. It's the most I think that's very selfless, important. selfish decision that you can make. 
Oh, I love that, dude. I got to rip yeah. that off. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that We've been saying it for a while, and it does, it's, it makes a lot of sense. Like, is even when you're talking about mental health, like it can just extend to mental health. The most selfless, selfish decision you can make to be your best version of you. That's kind of yeah. what it is, right? Like you're going to work on yourself to be better to everybody else around you. And it could include sobriety. It could include going to therapy. could include medication, you know, whatever, whatever it is that you need. But that's right. really where it starts. Mons makes a really good point. I think it's important, too. And, and we got I, one question down, and that was like 10 minutes, man. It's okay. No, no, no. That's perfect. <laughs> that's perfect. <laughs> yeah, I think honestly, what you're answering is what people want to hear, which is, you know, how did how did you get this started? You know, how did you start on this journey yourself? How did Recovery Day magazine get started? And what have you gained most since then? And I think you've really you've really covered a lot right there, which is important. And we really appreciate that. Um, RJ, you got some form. So <clears throat> when you started approaching people about Recovery Today magazine. I mean, you know, I I commented about how you this is kind of something that wasn't there and you started the movement of destigmatizing recovery even though you may not that may not have been what you set out to do but just talking about it out loud starts that. So when you started approaching big name people to kind of come out with their story, what obstacles or hurdles did you find in your way? Mm. Oh, what a good question. Um, you know, first of all, I would say just from kind of like basic success stuff is a little bit is, um, you know, a little bit was, I think that everybody wants to tell their story. Okay. When, when there's a picture of you and there's a, there's a, when there's a picture of a whole bunch of people and you're in, in that picture, who is the first person that you always look for? You, you, you yeah. look for yourself, right? So Everybody has, we're all created, I believe, for significance, right? And and we all have a story. And so everybody wants to tell their story. And I think even more so when you have, um, when you have overcome great adversity, life-threatening type of things, and then you have, you've overcome that, you've gone, you've been tried by fire. I think you, you're innately, um, we're wired to give confidence to other people and to say, you can do it too. The whole, kind of the whole hope message. So number one, I already knew that most people would want to tell their story. Um, or at least that was my, that was what was in my mind. Maybe I was wrong, but I thought they would want to tell their story if it was done in the right way. Secondly, kind of messaging in a, in a right kind of a, you know, thing. I don't remember exactly how Monty and I, um, uh, had connected a lot of times. I'll, you know, I'll send a message to people. Hi, Joe, Fred, whatever it is, you know, my name's Rob Hanley. I now is, you know, I'm the editor in chief and, and, uh, I, I usually tell them I'm a big fan. I like you, man. I like your stuff. It's really cool. And I, you know, to be able to kind of craft a message that is real and authentic, but is kind of gets to like, I'd like to share your story with people. And then sometimes I got to message them multiple times, you know, mm-hmm. and, uh, like I'll tell you, one of the fun ones was Daryl Strawberry. Okay. And, uh, <laughs> Awesome. This is the best, man. So I love Daryl Strawberry and just love, love, love Daryl Strawberry. He's an cr- incredible person. And he was an incredible athlete and superstar, and he's even a more incredible uh, human being. Yep. And so I started to follow him 
on Instagram or I saw something like that. And um, Daryl has become a, you know, um, like a Christian evangelist. He speaks at a lot of churches. He has a couple of rehabs. I loved his messages. He's very outspoken about his faith. And so I started to follow him and I was liking and commenting and stuff like that authentically. And then I started to message him a little bit. You know, I'd love to tell your story. My name is, and here's my phone number and stuff like that. And uh, one day he calls me up. And or one day I'm sitting, I, I'm sitting, I'm drinking my coffee. It's about eight in the morning and, and uh, sitting in my underwear, just going to check my email, you know, and, and I get this phone call. It's from, a, you know, I don't recognize. So I, hey, this is Rob. Hey, Rob, this is Daryl Strawberry. And I, I just wanted to tell you, I love Recovery Today magazine. How are you doing today? And I was drinking my coffee and I'm like, took another sip and I go, well, you know, Daryl, I, uh, you know, I'm sitting here checking my email and uh, having my morning coffee. I just got a call from Daryl Strawberry. So, like, I'm pretty good, man. <laughs> we hit it off. We hit it off. Um, I'm chatty. And I, 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 you know, I wanted to keep. So we talked for about 10 or 15 minutes. Yeah. I will tell you, actually, in the first call, I said the same thing to Monty. I don't say it to everybody. It's not like it's a gimmick or anything like that. But we hit it. We really hit it off, man. We were cutting up and laughing. He goes, yeah, I'd love to, I, I, you know, I'd, I'd love to do an interview with you guys and, and my schedule and yada, yada. And I said, and we were just hitting it off, man. And I'm like on so many different cylinders. And I go, hey, I got to tell you something. I was probably caffeinated at the time because I get <laughs> most animated when I'm caffeinated, right? And I go, I go, hey, I go, Daryl, I got to tell you something, man. He goes, he goes, well, okay, yeah, shoot. And I go, hey, man, um, we're going to be friends, okay? <laughs> like, I'm just going to tell you I'm putting you on notice. Like, we're going to be friends. I said the same thing. I probably was maybe after, before, or something like that. Cause I go, dude, we're going to, I want to tell you right now. I'm warning. We're going to be friends. And he goes, okay, yeah, like we're friends. We, we can be friends. Yeah, that sounds good. And I go, no, no, no. I go, you're Dell Strawberry and you have like all kinds of superstars, multimillionaires. You probably got billionaires like our friend, friend that are your friends, right? And, and I go, so <clears throat> I go, um, so it's not me saying that you're my friend, but like you're going to tell people that I'm your friend too. Like we're going to actually be real friends, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so, son of a gun so he did the interview we he talked we did all the stuff and then um and then uh, uh like it came around to thanksgiving i forgot what the and i got a text message from daryl strawberry i screenshot them all man hey rob i just want to it's me and 300 other people he sends a text message to but i screenshot that man hey daryl thanks so much for then at christmas and so now i text him at christmas and thanksgiving i screenshot him to my friends look at daryl strawberry told so um, you know, that, that, that's kind of one of how all that's happened. So how did I do it? I just started to authentically kind of, uh, appreciate people and I followed them and liked them. And then, you know, a lot of people, I won't give names, but there's a like that. It's like, dude, I've messaged you like 20 times, man. I, you can't keep doing it over and over, but you also, there's a balance between persistency, being a freak, being an asshole, you know, or something like that type of a thing. And I, I'm thinking of one particular person in mind right now. It's like, no, you're going to be on the cover, man. Like, you're a little bit outspoken about recovery. And so, no, you're going to be on recovery today, man. That's just how it is. And I will continue to follow up until they, you know, say, okay, let's do something. Nice, nice. Yeah, I think that's important. It's, I, I think that's important, the persistence, and that there is a fine line with that for sure. Um, I, I, It's funny that you brought that up because I, I remember now thinking back to when we first talked and you, you sent that text to me saying that we're going to be friends. 
And then we just started talking about some football. Yeah. Started talking about football. I'm a football yeah, fan, man. Seahawks, it's not right? just about recovery. Like, we hit it off on so many things. And yeah. I don't tell that to everybody. <laughs> I don't say that to everybody. I've said it to a, to a few. Of course, one of my big lines was, I would say, if we were neighbors, I might even said it to you. Dude, if we were neighbors, we, we would be, we would barbecue together, man. I like you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So the Seahawks, right? That's your team. Yeah. Uh, That's right. You're a Seahawks fan? Uh, no, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we got a Packers yeah. fan right here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't even. I, I, I don't even know if Rogers is he the QB next year. I don't know. There's always some kind of drama there. They've, well, is there? Or is it just media made up? I who knows. I don't. Aaron <laughs> Rodgers a little bit, a little bit off with him, man. I mean, there I don't know what all his... the greatest QBs though. They're almost uh, like, all of them. Is... Russell Wilson is the most boring person ever because he's. Know. He said that he that wanted out this summer too. Huh? He said he wanted out this summer too. Yeah, but they don't fire coaches because of Russell Wilson and people. So right, I'm just what saying. Mike McCarthy did with the Cowboys. Do you really think that he shouldn't have been fired? Yeah. I mean, let's be honest. <laughs> Since he's been gone, look at what the Packers have done. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Rob, that's some pretty cool stuff. I always, I always love stirring the pot. Knowing that obviously you're a Seahawks fan, he's a Packers fan. I love bringing up that NFC Championship game. I was there, fifty yard line. <laughs> yes, let's go Seahawks. So no, I'm kidding. in like the <laughs> second quarter of that game, I'm still like nervous and pacing around the house, and Mons is like, "Dude, you guys won this game. Why are you pacing?" I'm like, "Obviously, you've never seen a Packers game." And then they come back. I didn't even say a word. I just walked away after that <laughs> overtime play. I think they were down like 24 points or something crazy. Yeah, it was, yeah. Like, it was like 20. Three minutes left. And they couldn't do anything for the whole game. We were there. I had a good friend of mine from Green Bay, big, big fan, and she flew out to Seattle, stayed with us, and bought us tickets. We were like 10 rows up on the 50-yard line, $2,000 tickets, actually. And uh, right behind the Packers bench, as a matter of wow. fact. And and she's really cool. And when it got pretty much to the end, to into the fourth quarter, and she's like, "Guys, authentically, she's like, I'm sorry, like it wasn't better, you know, game." And and my wife though, like, it just has this innate faith. And so, anyhow, that was the greatest ever, man. Yeah, yeah that was uh, great. I purposely, I purposely like to poke the bear. I mean, I'm a Broncos fan, and we we've we haven't done anything since 2015 season. But you know, uh, the Packers they always get right there, and they just always the bridesmaid, never off. the bride. <laughs> so yeah. Rob, what is your today? Okay. In the year 2021. Um, you know, what does Rob do on his free time outside of being the editor in chief? You know, what keeps you what keeps you going, man? Um you know, boring, dude. I'm 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 boring. Uh, I'm really boring. Um it's not like I say, oh, I like to get out and water ski or I camp or I yeah. mountain climb. I, 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 I honestly, I'm super boring, man. I'm not, I'm not on a softball team or, or you know, playing baseball, you know, or golfing or anything like that. I I'm usually hanging out with my wife. Um, uh, my son that you met a minute ago now lives in Georgia. Um, uh, my daughter is in 12th grade and, um, you know, the last couple of years with the pandemic, it's everybody's kind of homebound, right. but, um, that's kind of how I mostly am. I, I enjoy entrepreneurial type of stuff as I'm kind of, I'm ADD. So I like, uh, I, I do some day trading. I, I like crypto type of stuff. I get into 
different things I can sell and market and stuff like that. I'm always um, kind of my mind's kind of going like that. And, you know, other than that, the boring side is, you know, it's takeout and Netflix and whatnot like that with the wife, man. And that's about you know, what So we on the show, we like to talk about, you know, what, you know, RJ and I do to continuously craft our kind of like to look at our, you know, our recovery as, as it's something that we're constantly working at, constantly working at and learning more about ourselves. Is there anything that you do that, you know, other than the magazine, I'm sure, but that, you know, really helps you to stay yeah. on track. Yeah. Yeah. And it comes back around not to like, be like all uh, Christian or drop cruise bombs. But I think one of the, the greatest success book of all times, I think is the, is the Bible specifically in the, like the new Testament. Yeah. And there's something that Paul had said to paraphrase a little bit. And he's like, kind of like saying, uh, I don't do the things I know I should do, and I do the things I know I shouldn't do, right? Mm-hmm. So I have sprinkled breadcrumbs for myself um, to say, I know that this works for me. Um, I, I know this works. Yet I find it hard sometimes to do, and that is like to get up and to pray in the morning. So I know in recovery, we talk a lot about meditation. Personally, I think it's the same thing, whether your mind is quiet or the central core around a prayer. It's never begging or pleading. It's actually always from a place of appreciation. Again, I think kind of like us, we're like God. So it's mostly the cornerstone of prayer is thank you. Thank you for the things that have been done. Thank you for the things that will be done. Thank you for the things that I'm wanting for my, you know, all these kind of stuff. So I don't pray enough, but I know when I go through periods, and I don't mean like just sitting down before grace, you know, or, you know, before you're going to eat or before you go to bed. I mean, like in the morning, getting up, spending 10 or 15 minutes in prayer, right? And then also in reading something of personal development that is inspirational, that is going to cause you to do something. So those are two things. The next thing, which was very difficult in the pandemic, is something that's going to make me sweat, that I can, my medication, and maybe I probably should have started there, but my medication is endorphins. And so um, I go in, I, I never I never play basketball. I go in and I shoot because I always tell people I'm too old and too fat to play. I get too winded. But I, I, I really enjoy, and I've gotten pretty decent where I can hit some threes and stuff like that. When the ball swishes through the net, it, 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 it lights off endorphins. And as an athlete, you know the kind of the satisfaction that you get yeah. from being able to control your body and do different things and, and you're nimble. You know, so I love to go in. I love to shoot baskets. Um, I'll go and lift weights, uh, you know, a little bit here and there, stretch. I'm thinking I might get into, I've been thinking in my mind I should get into yoga because I'm now I'm older. I want my joints and things like that to work, you know, um, good. But sweating, uh, uh, I do kickboxing. I like that. Actually, that's kind of a cool thing. I do a thing called nine rounds. I like that a lot. Okay. Uh, yeah. I would be dead kickboxing i heard is very well you're not fighting people it's like they got housewives in there and whatnot and it's you know fat guys like me and and uh but it's fun you do get a lot of you know one one two one two you know jab hook cross you know and you're with you're hitting somebody with pads you know it's really cool it's very very uh taxing though i bet now that you just mentioned that and you just right there putting your hands up so i've, I've had friends who've done it and they say they love it and I would never, I've never been drawn to it, but I, I think I can see now how that would be f- rewarding. You know, obviously it's a stress reliever for one, you get to yeah. beat something up that's, it's, it's legal. <laughs> and, and two, it, 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 you get to sweat. Um, 
and you're losing weight. So, I, wow, I, I guess, I guess. It's really time efficient too. That workout, one that I do is only, a, it's only a half an hour. You go from like jumping rope for three minutes to this, to this, to this. It's, it's called nine rounds to give them a free yeah. plug. Yes, but uh, the, the funnest part is where the other person's got the pads on and they'll be like, you know, the one means jab, two okay. is cross. So one, 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 two, two, one, two, one, two, one, two, one, one, two, you know, hook, cross. Uh, so it's just, uh, and at first you can't do it. And then it's weird after you start, have you been doing it for a while? Then it's like, and it's like, wow, how do I even know that? You know, duck, this, that, and the other. It's it's cool. You know, I like football. So. That That'd be cool. sweet. Yeah. That'd be sweet. <laughs> so <clears throat> we talked about it a little bit. Uh, so who was your white whale that you landed on the front of recovery today? Yeah, there's so many. There, um, there are. I was looking through all of them. And <laughs> there's so many. And by the way, when, I, when it says, when, when it's me, and when you say me or that I, it's not me or I um, mm-hmm. at all. I had, um, uh, this is not the Rob show, by the way. I, I probably should have said that in the very beginning. Recovery today isn't about me. Um, in fact, I never really, I sat in the, the, the behind the scenes for a long, long time until finally somebody said, you know, you should come out and kind of tell a little bit of who you are. That was where the letter from the editor was born. But um, I had all of these great people that were part that were part. Some have come and some have gone, and they would bring different cool people. Okay, they, they all want to help. They all that's that's what recovery is about. So the greatest covers, whether it was somebody that I had pursued or somebody else I was with, was I would say you know Russell Brand was pretty pretty yeah. big. Um, uh, uh, there's a, a gal that was my friend, Sherry, um, pursued him relentlessly. Uh, Jamie Lee Curtis is another one from Sherry. I to give her a shout out if she would ever see this. She pursued Jamie Lee Curtis to the ends of the earth. Sugar Ray Leonard, uh, Daryl Strawberry. Um, uh, God, I, um, I'm trying to think there's so many great, big kick-ass covers that we have had. I'm already forgetting, you know, a whole ton of them this month, by the way, a shout out for kind of this month I thought is really cool is um, Miss America. I mean, like, I got to interview Miss America. So she'll be our next cover. The next one, I guess, to give people a little sneaky peek is um, um, uh, uh, actor and comic um, Tom Arnold. And, um, you know, so really cool covers. My friend Colin Scummy Morrison was a cover a long time ago, and he's a super crazy motocross jumper 300 feet high. And he came on board with us and he brought Wee Man and he brought, uh, um, uh, God, I'm trying to think. And then we had Mickey Six. God, how can you forget Nikki Six and Dave Navarro and uh, uh, Justin Furstenfeld from Blue from Blue October Band. We've had so many rocks. Rock stars are very willing. They, don't, they just don't give a shit, you know. I think that's that's the beauty about it, though, too, is, hey, this is it. This is the rawness of it. You're going to like it or not. But, Rob, I think it's important, man. I think that's awesome that this thing has come about recovery day magazine because many times in my life when i go about sharing my story many people always ask me you know how do how do i relate you're to powerful powerful i appreciate that but they're like how, how, how do i relate to somebody this is what they some people ask me how to relate to somebody who's played in the nfl super bowl etc and i always try to make my story relatable because we all put our pants on the same exact way and i think that's the importance about recovery today magazine you got russell brands jamie lee curtis i mean one of the greatest actresses ever making her story relatable. So the average folk, and I hate saying average, but 
you understand what I'm saying. The person who's just working nine to five corporate America, which is an awesome thing, can look at her story, listen to her story and understand that we are all the same. And I think that's We're very, all the same. important. I think that's very, very important. Um, and I think that brings a lot of validity to just how impactful the recovery community is um, and just there's zero judgment. Um, so I didn't have a question for you right there. I just wanted to throw that out there. And, and it, fully agree, it, man. Fully agree. It's yeah. all about, um, you know, it's all it's all about uh, your story. Yeah. Uh, you know, I always look for the most famous person that we have kind of on hand at that time or whatever, who's the, you know, cover. And um, I really feel like we're all um, we're all the same. Um, I've had people look to yeah. differentiate before and say, well, you should maybe have a segment for this or a segment for that. And to type, start to kind of break people up into different groups and things like that, that we, um, and, and I, I think to myself, I don't give a shit about any of that, man. I don't care this, 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 I don't, I don't care. This is a, it's not, a, like I said, it's, it's not a Christian recovery magazine. My story, I'm Christian. I will say, by the way, if somebody's like a devil worshiper, they'll never fucking be in recovery today, ever, ever, ever. But if you're anything else, uh, sorry, I'm prejudiced against devil worshippers. You know, anything else, I don't care, man. I really do not care what anything because we're a re- recovery magazine. So, um, uh, and we're all to the point that you made. We're all the same, and we're all trying to figure shit out. And 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 you're never. I, I, life is like the gym. You can't say like, oh, yeah, you know, I worked out, worked my ass off back way back. And, <laughs> and then I'm in great shape for the rest of my life. You know, sometimes you're depressed. Sometimes you're on the top of the mountain. Sometimes things are going good. It's all just kind of the journey, man. And so we're all everybody, whoever the most famous person, the least famous person, everybody's got their story and everybody's going through the same shit. Nobody's different. That's so true. Very I, I true. I mean, that's awesome, man. And I, it's it's very refreshing. It really is just to get somebody at your level who's speaking to other folks who are in the limelight to pretty much regurgitate the messages that we share with our with our listeners, where it's we are all just trying to figure it out. <laughs> the thing that's odd for me, though, bro, the thing that's odd is is I was thinking about this before the interview today. Yeah. And um, I've only been interviewed a few times, three, four, five times, oh, wow. and um, and and the thing is, and I know that it's authentic and that it's um, you know uh, appreciative and respectful and stuff like that. And I know also we're doing a show, and so you don't want to have some you know uh, schlub, schlau, whatever it would be that's on. But I find it's really interesting, kind of this a little bit of like fame myself, I would say. And so, like when you say somebody of your notoriety, I think like. I'm not notoriable at all. Like, ask my wife. Like, I'm not at all notoriable. <laughs> like, I, 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 I'm not. I'm not that. And, um, but I kind of, I, I have to accept a little bit of that because a lot of times people are like, "Oh my god!" Like, I had somebody, yeah. a, a, somebody that's badass. She's she's going to be in this uh, interview. Has authored a whole bunch of books and stuff like that. And I think a little bit to myself sometimes. Maybe they're bullshitting me. But like, she was like all enamored. Like, you know, like. Wow, I can't. I'm talking to the editor in chief of Recovery Today, and I'm thinking like, I'm just a dude, man. You know, like I'm just somebody trying to. I'm pretty jacked up. I I give myself a lot of margin by saying whenever I can. I'm kind of crazy, you know. I I say stupid shit. 
uh, I changed my mind a lot, you know, <laughs> like uh, find a lot of freedom and latitude of being kind of in being in recovery and it's depression and it's this and it's ADD. It's all this kind of stuff. I have this freedom and margin because I can honestly just say I'm kind of I'm pretty crazy. In fact, I think everybody's crazy. The ones that are the least, the most crazy are the ones that think that they're not crazy, by the way. <laughs> yeah, I, I great point. A little bit. <laughs> right. Great point, but I guess it's just Rob. It's I love that you shared that, but I think it's, I guess when I say, it, you have, I'm sure, and again, I'm not trying to get into your personal business, but the financial means. Yeah, I don't care. It's you fine. Have, you have the financial means or what have you to probably write off in the sunset, but you choose to do this. I think that's what people love, and I think that's where the excitement comes when we speak to you. When people speak to you, it's like you don't have to do this. But you are. So I do have to do it, though. I do have to do it. And um, for several reasons, I I have to do it. One is I like it. It's I like it. It's therapy. okay, for me. And um, I I enjoy it. Uh, um, But authentically, I can say, at least today, like if I were to win Powerball or something like that, I would still do this because. How do else do I get to talk to Monty Ball? How else do I get to talk to Emilio Rivera, my my friend? And a lot of these guys, Emilio was another guy. I give him a shout out from the Mayans TV show. Mm-hmm. Love Emilio. <laughs> he and I were like you, dude. We hit it off. It was this super authentic. He's just amazing, amazing person. And like, I, you know, I have his number. Sometimes I with my friends, I'm like, yeah, you want to see who I got? I, I'll, I'll do a search of my contacts for recovery today. Recovery today. They're like, no shit. And so it comes back around to like that. I'm just kind of me, um, but I do it for therapy. And then I also do it. I'm like, I had somebody, a friend of mine, she another shout out. Her name's Donna Spear. She was a, a cover of mine and uh, she's been a, a confidant and a friend and a counselor. A lot of times she's got 35 years of sobriety. And one time she messaged me and she's hooked me up big time too with, with, with people. And she sent me an, an email or a text and you know how you tell your dog when it craps in the house, look at what you've done. You know, look, who did that? Like, you know, so she sent me this text with a with a screenshot or it was a link and it was a link to Google. And, and the, the Google link was Recovery Today magazine. And then it was images. OK, Recovery Today magazine. And then she hit images and she sent me that link and she said, look at what you've done. Mm. And I, I take it like the dog that did something, you know, but. I looked at the link and I was like scrolling the link and I'm like, that's pretty badass, man. Like, that's pretty cool. Like, look at all these, like that. It was page after page after page. And it's like, yeah, all of that actually. And it's not just me, but I, I am the central hub of all of this thing that makes it, that makes it all go together and work, you know? So I would continue if I won Powerball, I would still do it. I would still, I get to meet and talk with, and, and it's not like I don't talk about like surface bullshit. Like I get right. to talk to a guy, maybe like Nikki six, the, you know, guitarist for Motley Crue and rock hall of fame and say, we're in a conversation and say, you know, dude, did you ever, did you ever think about, you know, did you ever have times in your life when you thought about killing yourself? Mm. Right. Like, when can you say that? You can't say that at a Christmas party, right? you know? Right. And then they're like, Fuck yeah, like I want to come clean, you know, and then they, oh yeah, there was a period where such and such, or I did this, or I did that. Like you have the deepest of conversations. I get to ask people sometimes, like, what do you think the meaning of life is? Like, what's your purpose here? Mm. It's heavy shit that you, in this context of this, you're allowed to ask a question like that. I like that. 
It's a safe space. That's what it is. That is what it is. Yeah. I mean, you know, we are in the clearest of glass houses, so uh, you know, <laughs> we put our stones to other uses than throwing them at each other. Generally, there are gatekeepers, but uh, we don't, we try not to. <laughs> you can only deal with what what's around you, right? That's yeah. all you can do. So, why did you guys get started? I'm curious if I can. I don't mean to turn the no. That's eye, right. but you guys get started. Uh, well, why? well, what I share with you, me, I'm August first, 2016, and I guess what ex- what accelerated mine, or I guess what got mine started, jail. Uh, you know, I like to think of it that that cold floor in jail is something that I'll never forget when I was taking my socks off and had to put the sandals on and my feet had to touch the floor for a second. That's kind of something that was a cultural shock to me, but I probe you for one part of that experience. Is it okay? I know that it's painful, but I I asked this in our interview and I remember I've got a freaky memory for conversations from years ago. And there was one thing that I remember asking you and you were in jail during a pretty significant um, sporting event. Yeah. 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 So the Broncos released me in September of 2015, right before the season started. And for like two and a half months, I was working out, maybe not work. I, I don't know what I wanted to do, trying out for teams and landed with the Patriots. Uh, but we got knocked out. Our season ended because the Broncos beat us in the AFC Championship game. So the team that just released me sent us home. I come back to Wisconsin. I get in trouble. I land in jail. And I watch the Broncos win the Super Bowl in jail. God! Yeah. The team that you were playing for just a few months before, and you're in jail, and you're watching them on TV from jail. Yeah, and, and the inmates around me were saying, you know, that should be you up there. Yeah. And I was just like, gosh. I apologize for, like, cutting a wound oh, open. Oh, you're fine. <laughs> it's <laughs> so, like, it, it's, it, it's, like, so freaking powerful, man. And um, And then the thing is that you didn't just – fall apart you know there, how many nfl players dude i'll i'll, I'll, I'll th- trying to think of one there's a cornerback for brandon browner okay i love brandon browner he was a corner okay. he was a cornerback for the seahawks he's mm-hmm. phenomenal he was opposite of richard sherman and 12 13 around there and the dude i think is in the freaking pokey right now he was had massive addiction i'm not disparaging i'm just saying like what you the contrast between what you have done Okay, that guy broke into his girlfriend. It was assault. That, all, all this kind of stuff, and is in jail, man. Oh. And you, from the pinnacle of working your ass off your entire life, to watch that pivotal moment in jail, and then what you did afterward is is amazing, man. You know, you're you're in real estate. You're in business. You've got a podcast. You've got kids. I see your pictures. Your little next little running back, dude. You know, you're you you've You've taken this tragedy and ter- you're a, per- a perfect example of what we do at Recovery Day. Tragedy to triumph, man. Appreciate that, man. I, I I really, really do. And I have to give credit to RJ as well. He's been very, very helpful in my process. And RJ, I'll let you share, obviously, you know, how you got well, started. Was your was your question about our sobriety starting or starting this uh, podcast? Yeah, I wanted to know, like, not your sobriety starting, but what made you oh. think like, yeah, let's do a podcast or let's do a this, you know, so, we should do. That's RJ. That actually yeah. started with me. I had been talking yeah. to him for a long time. We were golfing. Uh, a couple summers ago, we golfed quite a bit. I want to say we went like six or seven times that summer. And, uh, you know, for us, that was that was quite a f- 
quite a lot. And we're just talking about our own sobrieties and, you know, our triggers and life stresses and stuff. And I'm like, I listen to a lot of podcasts. I stopped listening to music. I can't deal with the ads. And it's funny because podcasts have ads all the time, but <laughs> you can skip them. And uh, I'm like, I love listening to podcasts and like Chris Hardwick specifically when he starts talking about his sobriety during his podcast, that really spoke to me, especially when I first started out being. I'm going to get him, man. I forgot. I, forgot all, I stopped watching The Walking Dead. Yeah. I, ago, I was like, oh, I got to have that guy. Yeah. He, yeah. And he is, <clears throat> he's really outspoken about it. And, uh, but I just, I really loved what he created. <clears throat> and then him being vulnerable all the time. And I'm like, you know, there's not, and then I listen to other podcasts and they're getting drunk on their podcast for talking about drinking. And I'm like, you know, that's, I get it. But at the same time, like that's not for everybody. Like that is a little bit of a trigger for me, but at the same time, like it could be even more triggering for somebody else. So, uh, I was like, you know, we should start a podcast and just talk about how, like I said before, you know, our sobriety doesn't affect everything around us, but everything around us affects our sobriety and what we've kind of done. And so it was like, okay. uh, right before the pandemic, actually, we we're starting this last year in February and then the pandemic obviously started, uh, right. we're, we're starting to do this and then, uh, we've kind of grown since then. So we were just audio for the first tw- 10 months ish, and then we moved mm-hmm. to some video and stuff and it's kind of grown out, but it's turned into therapy for both months and I, like yeah. what you've talked about, Be- yeah. we've been very vulnerable talking about, uh, you know, our past, uh, what we struggle with today. And it's helped me so much. Like I never called myself an alcoholic until we started the podcast. I never, mm-hmm. uh, you know, really talked about my self-esteem issues with other people very often. And then I've talked about it with other people and, you know, it's just, uh, seeing like Carrie and chat, seeing yo-yo and chat, seeing the same people come back and just talk to us. It's just, it is powerful. It, it is very powerful. Chat right now, chatting. I haven't even looked. I put it on full screen. Oh well, not not in Discord, but on Twitch. On Twitch, uh, you know, people okay. watching us live. Uh, so, and that was Monsa's idea to go to the video. So, like, we've both kind of taken yeah. things and done different stuff. But it's just been, it has been powerful sharing our own stories and talking to people like you who've done so much for uh, the yeah. recovery community and talking with. Uh, you know what we were like talking to we had Carrie on to tell her story and um you know just like Gretchen last week telling her story like it was it's just the inspiration that you get from other people telling the stories is is unmatched yeah absolutely yeah and Rob also he's married to my sister so ah! that's how, so <laughs> I've that's been around how we know for me. 11 years <laughs> So that's how we know each other. And so I have a pretty good support system around me. Um, yeah, you do. But we are we are a little bit over over time right now, man. I mean, that's, that's all I got for you, man. I told you we'd only get to a few questions, bro. Yeah. <laughs> we well, when your answers like- are that good, it's okay to get to a few questions. <laughs> yeah. we'll let and you I'm go not just blowing paper. smoke. I'm being serious. Thank well, you my, so much. My theory is, you know, why answer in, uh, in, in 10 words what you could spend 200 words answering? So, you know. <laughs> I respect it. We respect it for sure, but Rob, Good. this is awesome for, for for sure, man. Thank you so much for for your time. I give a plug to my mag. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Please, please. Probably we're going to. So let me not do, do that. But yeah. 
Recovery Today magazine, this is my, sounds like it's all commercial, but I will say, Recovery Today magazine is the number one addiction sobriety recovery magazine. It's a modern multimedia digital magazine. It's cool as hell, and it's completely free. And you can go and get it at www.recoverytodaymagazine.com. I hate to do the plug, but I was starting to think, oh, he's not going to plug me. So sorry about no, that. No, that's all right. No, no. No, we let everybody that we bring on who has a podcast or who's who's doing something along the lines of well, recovery today podcast. That's new. Yep, and what we'll do oh, is we'll awesome. put it when we post it. We'll put it in the chat as well of our of our post, uh, and it'll be on iTunes as well too. Of where to find our you. description. Cool. Yeah. Yep. Love that, man. Yeah, man. yeah we got you. Uh, but that's all I got, man. Okay. I know. I loved it. Thank you for, you know, coming on and being so open and uh being yourself because <laughs> you you are a lot of fun and uh <laughs> thank you for Maybe we'll take a trip. It's and it's really honestly, authentically, it's really my honor, it's really my privilege and it's really my pleasure. Um honestly, it's really a pleasure to do it. I really did it. Monty was like, "Yeah, we normally do these at like uh 8 a.m. Central. I'm like, dude, it's like six o'clock in the morning in Seattle. I'm not. <laughs> I would have, but I prefer to do it at a reasonable yeah. time. Yeah. And that Maybe we get we'll... that. So that's why we're yeah. like, you know, we're adaptable. So for the most part, it works around my kids. Is kind of how we do this right now because I got a almost two year old and a three year old, and they're maniacs. So uh, <laughs> what did I get? Try to try to do the uh, double team as much as we can for parents. So I understand. Terrific. Well, thank you so much. All right, guys. Let's try to be better tomorrow than we were today. Thank you, Rob, for joining us. Look up Recovery Today Magazine. Uh, Mm. Find Monts on Twitter at MonteBall28. Find us, Untapped Keg, everywhere. Uh, All podcast services and on YouTube. And uh, let's have a good week. Thank you, everybody. Let's do it. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.